Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. Welcome to Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up Memorial Day Edition. I hope everybody had a good long weekend. I hope you enjoyed it outside as it was summer has arrived. And then I hope you got back in and caught Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Celtics failed to make history tonight. They lose Game 7, blown out. The Golden Knights in the NHL, as the NHL Finals are set, they beat the Stars 6-0 in the Game 6 to advance. The Mets win a day off, but they spin their wheels again in Colorado, losing 2 out of 3 in the Yankees. Just minutes ago, finish off a 10-4 Memorial Day win over the Seattle Mariners in Seattle. Judge with a big game, another home run by Judge. We'll get to all that. Um, Hope everybody had a good weekend. Hope everybody's ready to go back to work tomorrow. And summer's here. Summer 2023 is finally here. And the baseball teams, the Yankees seem to be picking it up, playing better. The Mets are just, you know, they're they're a 500 team, the Mets. And we're going to get to all that. But let's start with the big story tonight. The big story, of course, is Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. And the Celtics, listen, it's hard. There's a reason why 150 times teams have gone up 3-0 in a series. And 150 times the team that went up 3-0 has won that series. Most of the time they win it in 4 or 5. This one went 7 Two others have gone seven, both lost. The Celtics were the first team to host the game seven after falling down 0-3 in a series. And you know what? It's hard to win four straight games against a playoff team who has made a run this deep into the playoffs. And it didn't go well all night. From the very first possession, Tatum rolled his ankle, and he wasn't the same. So now you got the best player on the Celtics, not the same, rolled his ankle. He was clearly hurting. It's going to blow up tonight, I'm sure. But the Celtics went out to a 9-4 lead, and what happened? They just couldn't hit a shot after that. They couldn't hit a shot to save their life. 9-42 of from three. You're not winning anything, anywhere, in any gym, shooting 9-42 of from three. It's just not going to happen, okay? They couldn't score. They didn't have the scoring. They turned the ball over. Brown, Jalen Brown turned the ball over eight times himself. Tatum was okay. He did what he could. He played the minutes, and he made some plays, but he you could tell he was limp, and he could, could not play defense. And listen, the Heat, the Heat have a great coach. Spolster coaching, and I think it was his eighth or seventh or eighth game seven. He saw that. He went right after him. He went right after Tatum. They couldn't stop him. You had Caleb Martin with a big game out of nowhere, which is what you need in Game 7. So if you're an underdog, 26, 10, and 3. Butler had his normal, close to, you know, 28, 7, and 6. And the Celtics couldn't hit a shot. They went up 9-4. The Heat came back, went on an 18-2 run, something like that. The first quarter ended, they had a 7-point lead, and that was it. It never really got close. It was then, you know, 10 to 15. The, the lead would balloon up to 15, then it would come back down to 10. Every once in a while, the Celtics would get it into single digits, but it never really felt like the Celtics threatened to come back. And listen, everybody, um, I picked the Heat before the game. It was kind of tongue in cheek. I'm going to make it was kind of tongue in cheek because who really thought the Heat were going to come back and win game seven after that devastating loss in game six? I mean, they lost with milliseconds left on the clock in Game 6. And then going back, the Celtics are the better team already, going home for Game 7. Tickets were going for like ten grand, And, I mean, they went in there and, and the Celtics laid an egg. 
a game seven. They laid an egg. People blaming the coach. Listen, the coach did not have a good game. Okay, you got to make adjustments. If your team, you can't just keep firing up threes when nothing is going in. You got to do something else. The defense wasn't great for the Celtics, but it's not the coach's fault. This is his first first year in the in the NBA as a head coach. First year at the Celtics. I mean, come on. You can't. You know, here's what here's what the problem was. Don't fall down. Don't fall behind three zero in a series and expect to come back because it's happened 151 times and 151 times they have not come back. And it's not easy to come back. And that's why it's happened 151 times in a row and only four times in professional sports have teams come back. Because it's hard to win four in a row against a good team, a playoff team, especially the deeper you get into the playoffs. So now, 104, uh, 103 to 84 was the final. Like I said, field goal percentage. I mean, the Celtics were 39% from the field, 9 of 42 from three. The Heat forty eight percent, fourteen of twenty eight. They would they were not bad. They shot the ball good. They played they played their game. It was a possession game, which is what the Heat need. You start running up and down the court. They're not going to beat the Celtics. And you know they came out. The Celtics came out. and They just had one of those nights where nothing went down, nothing went in, nothing went their way. And it you it would happen the very first play of the game. Tatum rolled the ankle, and that that was it. That was it. So we got the Heat, and we got the Denver Nuggets. The Denver's a decisive favorite in this. Um, a lot of people saying five games, four games. Listen, give the Heat, give the Heat a little credit, okay? Give the Heat a little credit. They've got here. Yeah, Denver's a better team. So the Celtics were a better team. The Knicks were probably on par with with the Heat. The Heat. Do I think they're going to win the series? I don't think they will win the series. But I certainly am not going to say it's going to be a sweep. I mean, you got Jokic, which is one of the best players in the world. But you got Butler, who's having a, an all-time great playoff run here. So South Florida is the hotbed for the winter sports. I mean, you got the Florida Panthers and their crazy run. You know I've been all over that. You got the Heat now, the eight seed in the NBA Finals. And you never see an eight seed in the NBA Finals. And Spolstra, listen, this this just boosts his, his all-time. We were saying a couple weeks ago that he's a... He's a top 10, top 15 coach. He's he's right there. He's right there with almost anybody. You know, they obviously have, you know, Red Hour back, and you have Pat Riley who's ahead of him and stuff like that. But when you start talking like Larry Brown and stuff like Spolster's right there. He might even be better. And he's going for, for his fourth title. He's going to play in his – he's going to coach in his sixth NBA Finals. Give the Heat credit. Yes, the Celtics couldn't hit a shot tonight, and they probably wouldn't have beat anybody in the NBA tonight playing like that with Tatum on one leg. But don't discount the Heat because the Heat have had a fantastic run. They would they had to scrape their way into the playoffs, which they did, and they never looked back. And now they are playing for an NBA title starting Thursday night against the, in Denver. Now, when you look at the matchup, it's not it's not favorable for the Heat. The numbers do not look good. The Heat have not won a game in Denver since November twentieth, twenty sixteen. That's seven years ago. Jokic and Butler were both bench players. They both came off the bench in the game. So, you know, the numbers do not look good. The talent wise, Denver's better. Every way that Denver's better. Except maybe the coach. But you know, that was the case in this series as well. 
and they could have won this game, this series, and it could have been a sweep. It could have been five games. Uh, this was not a great series, the Celtics and the Heat, besides game six, obviously. Obviously, game six is an all-time game, and, and that's another thing. The loss tonight doesn't it, – it really knocks what happened to game six down multiple pegs as far as history goes and as far as how history will look at that moment. Celtics win tonight, then all of a sudden – that's an iconic moment. Now, nah. You know, it's like if the U.S. lost the gold medal game after beating the USSR and Russia. It wouldn't have meant as much. It just wouldn't have. And this one doesn't. This takes that down a bunch of pegs. It's almost, you know, it, you need to complete the series. You need to complete the comeback for that to be an all-time great moment. It's still a great game. It's still a great moment. It will be played forever in Boston. But it's not the same as if they would have come back and complete the comeback. And like I said, it's it's hard to do. It's hard to do. And there's a reason why it's happened 151 times and the teams have failed to come back 151 times because it's hard to do. And the Heat proved it tonight. He played a decent game. They were they were by no means, you know, played a great game. They played their game, and the Celtics, they, they got what they needed because the Celtics are a better team. The Celtics played a terrible game. Maybe the worst game of the season the Celtics have played all season. 9 of 42 from 3, 39% from the field, barely any free throws. You're, you're not beating anybody. So people paid a lot of money to go see that game tonight in Boston, and they left disappointed. It is what it is. And give the Heat credit. They're going now into the NBA Finals against Denver and Jokic, and we'll see what happens. Me and Brett will talk about it on Friday. I don't know. I got to look at the matchup. I got to see, you know. But just from a quick look here, since this game ended or in the second half, I started looking at it, it doesn't look good for the Heat. But like I said, that's why they play the games. Uh, in the NHL, you have the Stanley Cup Finals now set. The Florida Panthers and the Vegas Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights tonight, 6 nothing winners over Dallas in Dallas. And this is a fascinating, a fascinating Stanley Cup Final. You know how I feel about the, the Panthers. I'm all, I'm all on the Panthers. They've come out of nowhere. This night, Golden Knights team has come out of nowhere as well. Nobody expected them to be in this final. Now, they're a, they're a more talented team. They are probably a little bit better team. But this magical run that the Panthers are on, I'm not betting against them. I'm picking the Panthers. Hands down, I'm picking, for the, I'm picking the Panthers and I'm rooting for the Panthers. But, you know, Golden Knights came out tonight 6 nothing after losing the game 5. They lost games 4 and 5. And now in game 6... It was a blowout right from the beginning. It was 2 nothing before you hit the 10-minute mark. There were penalties being called on Dallas. It just, it could have been worse. So an all-time, so a drubbing right there. And you got the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights in a very, very, very fascinating Stanley Cup final. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. They'd all get started later this week. You know, the NBA takes a, a couple days off. They, they, they play Thursday. I'm, I'm surprised it's not next Thursday, to be honest with you, with the NBA. Um, as far as the baseball goes with the locals, the Mets, the Mets bullpen stinks. Okay, I've said it a million times, but this bullpen is terrible. Terrible. 
The Mets are, are they're a 500 team is what the Mets are. And they're lucky to be that. The reason the Mets are a 500 team is because they have a bunch of talent. Alvarez is playing great. Alonzo's having an MVP type season. And the bullpen just blows it. I mean, that, that game yesterday, they were up 6-2. They were up 9-6. They, they blew multiple leads of multiple three-run leads. You know, you got Nagosik, who's, who's garbage. Tommy Pham, I apologize to Tommy Pham because I've been running him off this team for two weeks. He had himself a big game yesterday, four RBIs. But that's a, that, was, that game yesterday was your classic Coors Field Colorado Rockies game. 11 to 10, back and forth, runs all over the place. There wasn't a ton of home runs. You had Alvarez hit one and you had Alonzo hit one. But it was back and forth, 11 10. Nobody could get outs. But I'm not letting the Mets bullpen off the hook because it was in Colorado. Because you know what? This bullpen has stunk for three, four, five weeks now. And the Mets better get it together. They better have some serious you know, thoughts with themselves today on their day off. Because they have a big stretch here. These next 10 games are going to be, these next 10 days are going to be very important for the Mets season. You got the Phillies coming to town. Now the Mets are in third place now because the Marlins have passed them. So you got the Phillies and the Mets both going the wrong direction at City Field three games. Then Toronto comes in, which is not easy. Toronto's not a bad team. Toronto comes in for three games followed by the Mets going down to Atlanta. The Mets go 2-8 and eight in these next 10 days. They could play themselves right out of it. They go 8-2. and two. They could play themselves right into the division talk. But I don't expect them to go 8-2. and two. I probably expect a 6-4, 4-6, four, four or a 5-5. Five five. Because that's what they are. They're a 500 team. They got all the red flags of a 500 team. Bad bullpen. Can't hold the lead. Inconsistent offense. Starting pitching, and eh, not great. Verlander wasn't good. Scherzer wasn't good this last outing. The outings before that, they were great. So, you, you know, you go back and forth like this, and it's just frustrating. You're pulling your hair out, especially a game like yesterday, 11-10, to 10, when you're blowing multiple three- and four-run leads, and then you, you, you have a rally in the ninth, and you leave the tie and run out there in scoring position. It's... Just, Frustrating. It's frustrating. And I saw people calling for Buck and you, you fire Buck. Like, hey, listen, don't fire Buck. It's not Buck's fault that they're not hitting. It's not Buck's fault that the, the 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 bullpen can't get an out when they need one. You got Anavito, he's garbage. You got Nagosek, he's garbage. You got Rally, he's garbage. They they need they need bullpen help. And it's not coming. It's not coming from the minor leagues. Bullpen help comes from via trades and via picking people up and get and you know striking lightning in a bottle. The Mets are going to need to strike lightning in a bottle. They're going to need to get somebody before the trade deadline, which is quickly. You know, you still got two months before that happens. So we'll see. They're going to have to, but they have to do something because this bullpen is not working. And again, Scherzer and Verlander are going to be the keys. They need you need quality starts out of them every time out. And you get to the point where you need it every single time out the rest of the way. Because the yeah, Mets are they're six and a half out. You know, Atlanta's not playing great. The Mets are losing to bad teams. This, this last 20, 25-game stretch of the Mets season was where they needed to fatten up the, the, the record. Pile on wins. 
teams like the Reds, the Rockies, like stuff like bad teams. And they didn't do anything. They, they're, they're 27 and 27. In third place behind the Braves and the Marlins. Who, the Marlins are playing excellent. So the Mets, listen, these next 10 games, this Philly series is big. The Philly's not a good team. Okay? Win these, win this series. Because the Mets now, you always say just win series, just win series, just win series. The Mets are losing series. Okay? They're dropping two out of three on a regular every week. They'll have two series a week. They'll drop two out of three, three out of four. You know, they, they, the only stretch they had was that five-game stretch at home, and it wasn't sustainable. You know, it wasn't like they were playing good baseball. They were just coming back, and they were running into home runs, late home runs, clutch home runs, but you can't, you're not going to win like that. The bullpen was failing. The bullpen's been failing them now for months, and we thought it was going to be the closer position because we lost Diaz, and that seems to be fine. Robertson, I have no issues with Robertson. The rest of the bullpen, they could get the hell out. Don't let the door hit you on the way out because you can't get it out to save your life. The Yankees now, the Yankees are playing much better. They just beat um, Seattle, who's a good team. I mean, Seattle is, you know, they're not, uh, let, me, let me rephrase that. They're not a good team. They're, they're a decent team. Okay, Yankees starting a West Coast trip. They've won. They're now eight and three in their last eleven. They are nine games over five hundred. They're still six and a half behind Tampa. Two and a half behind Baltimore. So that race is going to be very interesting, especially if Baltimore can continue to play well, and the Yankees continue to play well, and Tampa shows no sign of really. You know, they had a rough game today. Strowman went out and Strowman again. You know, after that trash dog and pony show off the field last week, Strowman comes out and throws a one-hitter. He backs it up with a one-hitter against the Rays. They blow out the... The Cubs blow out the Rays today. And, you know, that's what Strowman does. He's he's another, he's inconsistent, but when he's on, Strowman can pitch. And, he's, and he pitched some big games for the Mets. But he's he's a troublemaker, and, he, and it's not consistent. You're not going to get this. You know, he'll have a month, he'll have a month and a half, six starts maybe, where he'll pitch real well, and then he'll go back to being Strowman. Something will catch his attention online, or he'll he'll cause some trouble, or stir the pot here, or something. You know, that that's what Strowman does. That's what he does his whole career. But when he's on, he can pitch. So now the Mets are coming home. You got to win two out of three. You got to win two out of three in both of these series, I think. Because the Mar- you can't let the Marlins fly past you. And that's what happened this last weekend. The Marlins flew past the Mets right into second place. The Mets are now routinely dropping two out of three. They've given up way too many runs. Verlander was not good. And it, it when it comes down to it, listen, the bullpen's got to be fixed. But they the bullpen is fixable. If there's one thing that's easy to fix during the trade deadline or as you get closer to the trade deadline and teams start to fall out of it, it's the bullpen and you can probably get a bat. Starting pitching is what what is tough to get at the at the deadline. So the Mets need Scherzer and Verlander. If they can't come through, then the team's dead anyway. They can fix the they can have the best bullpen in the in baseball if Scherzer and Verlander are not pitching up to up to par, then the Mets are not going to be a good team and they're not going anywhere. So the Yankees judge again today. This is the fourth time 
in his career that Judge has both hit a home run and robbed a home run in the same game. Yankees, you know, they pitched well. They 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 beat up on Seattle. The Yankees are now kind of coming up to where we thought they'd be. I mean, Glaber had a big day today. Judge three for four with three RBIs. He also scored three runs. Jake Bowers out of nowhere. Two doubles, a home run, two RBIs, and a walk. You know, that it, it annoys me. It pisses me off because, you know, the Yankees are now flying away. They happen to be in a division with a team that won 14 games to start the season. So, you know, they're still behind. But I wouldn't put the Rays as a as a heavy favorite to win the division, although I think they would still be favorite. And then the Orioles are interesting, too. They're an interesting story. So as we hit the quarter pole here, yeah, you got the Mets got to get it together, their 500 team. And now 500 is not as bad as it used to be. 500 now, you're going to be in the playoff race. You're going to be in the, the conversation at least. You know, you probably got to get five games over, maybe seven games over to make the playoff, to make that last wild card. And like we said, like we'll be saying all second half, the whole summer, oh, the Phillies last year, look at the Phillies last year. They went and they did it, you know, which is is, is realistic. You could look at the Heat, the Heat are the eight seed now playing for an NBA title. So you do just got to get in it. You know, get in the tournament and see what happens. But right now, the Mets are not a very good baseball team. And they haven't been for a while. And it's starting to look like that might just be who they are. And that's what the Mets have done their whole existence. Mets have only made the, the playoffs in consecutive years, I think, twice. So, you know, let's hope they can, they can fix it. The bullpen, I don't think is, I don't think these guys are fixable in the bullpen. I think they need a, a, a couple new guys, new blood in there. The ghosts that go, Adovino go, rally, he can stay or go. You know, it really is irrelevant to me. But you got to get some new people in there. Whether you do it via trade, the waiver wire, however you do it, it's got to be done. Um, Gary Sanchez was picked up after he was DFA'd by the Mets. He was picked up by the Padres. So he's just continuing his, you know, pinball around the major leagues. He's with the team for a week or two. Then he, then he DFA'd, then he goes, he's released. He's on, like, his third team this year, I believe. Um, other things in baseball, the Pirates, uh, the Pirates, I'm sorry, the Oakland A's, or as Howie Rose likes to call them, the, Open, the Oakland Triple A's, have 10 wins. They're 10 and 40. I mean, did that Mets, that 62 Mets record of all time, what was it, 140 losses, something like that, that's in jeopardy. A 60, 60 wins, 120 and 60, I believe, with the Mets. That's in jeopardy. You're at Memorial Day, and the A's have 10 wins. That's, that's you know, no wonder nobody shows up. Because two years ago, this wasn't a bad team. Two years ago, they were coming into the season. They were going to be a good team. The owner got rid of everybody. Anybody that was going to be making any kind of money, he got rid of them. They're a minor league team basically now. They're going to be moving. Nobody goes to the games. And they got 10 wins on Memorial Day. So that's what's going on there. And then, listen, so the big headlines today, Celtics, Celtics, listen, if you don't hit shots in basketball, you're not going to win. It's as simple as that. There's no need for an in-depth breakdown of this Game 7. There's no need for any of that. Celtics missed their shots. They were 9 of 42 from 3. Not winning anything like that. Heat. 
Denver Nuggets Thursday night game one NBA finals in Denver. Big favorite is Denver. Heat, I read it to you before, they haven't won a game in Denver in like seven years. NHL, we the NHL finals are the Stanley Cup finals are also set. Las Vegas Golden Knights and my Florida Panthers. That I believe it starts Wednesday. Don't quote me on that. I don't have it. Um baseball. Mets get same story with the Mets. Same story. Listen, Alvarez looks great. Alvarez might be the best catcher in baseball over these last three weeks. Alonzo's having an MVP year. But a bad bullpen is a crushing for a team. When you have a bad bullpen, it just it's a you have backbreaking losses after backbreaking losses, and that's what the Mets have had. And that's because they have a bad bullpen. You get leads, you blow leads. You come back, then you give up runs right away in the next inning. It just when you have a bad bullpen, it is crushing losses for a baseball team. And it's hard to overcome. And it looks like the Mets that are going to have to overcome it because they have a bad bullpen. Can they? I don't know. But they have some guys having big years. Alvarez, I told you, Alvarez, not to worry when he was struggling to start. He Every year of his career, if you look at it to every level, he has struggled to start. And when he gets it going, he really gets it going. And that's what's happened here in these last couple of weeks. Eight home runs in his last 103 at-bats. So, yeah, that's Mike Piazza, like, type stuff. Let's, I know. But that's what that is. Okay, he's the best hitting catcher in baseball right now. Alonzo has the most home runs in baseball. The Mets have a bad bullpen. They're not going anywhere unless they fix that. Yankees win tonight, 10-4. Another big game for Judge. They had a new the the new kid big game. Listen, the Yankees are rolling. They're eleven. They're eight and three in their last eleven, and that you know they're still six and a half out of first. Tampa's still living on that long thirteen game win streak that they had to open the season, and that's what's going to happen. They've come back to earth a little bit. The Orioles are playing well, so the the a, the AL East turns out to be the best division so far. They're the only division in baseball that has three teams with 30 wins. So that that's what's going on there. Mets' big series starts tomorrow. Philly, Philadelphia in town for three, then Toronto in town, and then they go to Atlanta. So a big 10 days for the New York Mets. Brett and I will be with you on Friday for a new, another episode of Locked Up Sports. Um, we want to thank um, Kevin Tibbles. For coming on last week, excellent guest, great stories. If you haven't heard the show, listen to it. He tells great stories. He gives his opinion on Brian Williams thing, it, the, the whole thing. He's a big hockey fan, and listen, we just we appreciate him coming on. So that pretty much does it for us. Enjoy work tomorrow, everybody. I have off; it's my day off. Um, I hope you had a good Memorial Day weekend. I hope you had a good three day weekend. I hope you got outside. Summer twenty three is here. We'll talk to you Friday, everybody. I'm Bob Walters. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. 
Thanks for listening.